cleaning pedals was very satisfying. Mm. Man. I, I love it. How, and you see all that grossness oh, on the I rag. Try not to look, yeah. dude. Because I'm like, I just grab these with my hands all the time, and I never think about. Oh, I'm I'm hitting this with the foot that walked through my fucking rehearsal space bathroom. Mm. And then I'm like, touching piss river it. dog, dude, literally. And then I'm like touching it later. And I'm like, God, this is so dude, gross. Uh, it's that is there's such a dichotomy between pedal cleaning and, and guitar cleaning. Some yes. people that's, you know, sacrosanct. You leave the, the blood stays I, on the I, blade. It's Gear Buds! It's Gear Buds! Episode 179! Yeah, it is! Excellent! Party freaking time. Gear Buds podcast. Let's do it. Party on, Hank. Party on, Dave. Episode 179. That's a weird, funky number. Yep. We haven't commented on the num- nature of numbers recently, and <laughs> there it is. They all have a meaning. <laughs> Someone. Uh, I'm Henry. That's Dave. Hey. This is our show, and it's your show. We like to talk into microphones. We've been doing that for a while already. We've been rapping. We've been rapping in the beef, and now it's time to just get. There's, dude. I gotta just. I gotta say, there's a lot of gear to talk about this week. So maybe we should just get right. I was hoping. You know, we've been texting, but it's been a busy week for both of us. Busy freaking. So we haven't had a lot of back and forth gear talk this week. We haven't. There's there's some stuff to get into. So let's just get into it. The symphony of corrections. Here is your weekly reminder. The cables are tone tubes. And thank you for listening to this. We we say it all the time. We wouldn't do it with, without y'all. Probably not. Um, probably well, still. Probably, still, probably still do it. Uh, but maybe not in a microphone. So thanks for listening. We love we love doing this, and we we're just it's a it's a bright spot for our week, and we hope it is for you too. Follow us on the stuff. Subscribe on the stuff. Email us at the stuff. Gearbudspodcast at gmail dot com. And if you reach out. We might we might shout you out and uh, got I, I I've been so busy I haven't even been able to reply to the text yet we got a we got a handsome Johnny text about yeah. a little confirmation from from some stuff we've been uh, wondering speculating about us awesome. on this here pod looks, looks awesome, awesome. Yeah. more to come there so excited about that uh, go buy stuff from Reverb I still have a guitar up on there and by the way the fees have gone up again I don't know if you saw there's been some belly aching online about it yeah do you know what they were before or what they're like how much they're they're bringing them up. So two and a half, 2.9 or something like that. It was, there are, well, it's a little complicated because I'm a preferred seller, Dave. So I already am subject to a slightly decreased fee. Mm. And, but so there are two tiers and it was something like a two point something to a three point something for, for each somewhere around there. Or maybe it's like high twos for the preferred seller list now. And there's a flat fee that went up from, I believe, 25 cents to 49 cents a transaction. So that's just every transaction. And and this isn't the sales fee. This is just a fee from It's Reaver. a credit card processing fee that has increased. That's what they call it. Okay. It is, which, you know, that is a real thing. Yeah. They also have many other fees that they're also charging you. But uh, there is a lot of, a lot of, a lot of belly aching about it. On the I'm thing. sure. Uh, I think, I, you know, I did, I did a little rough math and I, and I don't, I wish I had written it down. I just like did it when that happened to sort of check and it was something like i calculated it on a thousand dollar purchase and it was like an increase i think of like nine dollars oh you know so it's yeah. not it was not really that big of a that's not too bad that big of a deal but it's anytime something like that happens it's like hey do we go check out the freaking the Sweetwater? Sweetwaters. i went on that Sweetwater the other day. page is there any more stuff i got on kind there? of bored and jumped on the old Sweetwater page yeah there's a lot more stuff yeah now. so that's that's blowing up. I mean, I think the first time when we first heard about it, I went through like two pages and then it was all like the Sweetwater like it, yeah, ads all basically. Um, now it was like a good five or six, seven pages of, of okay. people selling shit from all I gotta over the remember United to, States. Dude, I got to jump on it. I wonder, um, 
Oh, I just had a I just had a question for. Oh, right. Did you happen to notice if you can search based on sold listings only, so you can see what stuff I, actually costs? I did not notice mm, that. Yeah, no. that's because that's the thing I, I use. Was browsing often it, so. on on the verb. You know, oh, when yeah. I'm doing searches, I'm also going back to see what sold listings eBay look too, like. I yeah, complete listings exactly. Yep, yep, that's a great method, and that actually does give you a better eye of, you know somebody trying to list something for six months at the same price and you're like that's not what it's worth you know it's, it's nice to be able to go see what something's actually that's worth. right so. and uh yeah so that's our little update on that stuff oh uh right i had made a little mistakey poo i said when we we're talking about pat smear last week i said because you're like you played that hagstrom i was like maybe it was a hagstrom viking oh it's true that he did there are pictures of him playing a viking but that wasn't sort of like the not main the guitar ones that he was playing. Movie. I'm not exactly sure. I it's not clear what that one's really called. I think it's like an M like M number or something like that. I, I could not tell you. But model, um yeah. he does have a signature so this just that guitar oh, okay. is now just called the Pat Smear signature. Oh, so ch cool. that's what that is. Wanted to update that. I sent you this. Uh we've got a we had a funny Craigslist post this week about the uh Mike scammer is back. Yeah. Uh this guy there's this one guy that we see all the time in the this here Chicago Craigslist uh, where he's trying to protect others from buying these uh, particular rube uh, rube ribbon and tube mics not all heroes wear capes I they suppose, don't you know? but this guy uh he's like what did he say blah 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 link to the current ad it's a u87 this time don't waste your time okay blah blah, blah. but my favorite the reason i'm mentioning it is the headline uh because the headline of the posting was mike scammer is back dot dot duh comma comma whacking it <laughs> what okay i don't know i had to take a screenshot because you know somebody's gonna flag that shit uh but that yeah i i don't know Dull whacking it so and then our, our buddy who says keep flagging me i'll just keep posting I bet, oh it's gonna be the same dude i wonder think, no maybe, this guy's not, more upset about people um trying to sell something for without an, an insane price without an image he's just very upset at the market right now they, they need to start like a, a like a discord channel or something just hang out there together. i'm sure he's on some uh, oh, a little update on the 1958 burst uh, that had was known as the ransom burst Ooh, that yeah. we talked about at length in one of our previous episodes. Basically, there was a guitar stolen from our uh, dear, dearly departed favorite Beatle, George Harrison. And uh, in order to get it back years later, he traded a 58 Sunburst yeah. to this uh, gentleman. Anyways, it went recently went up for auction. We talked about it at length. Go talk, go listen to it. But did you see the price of what it went for? Yeah, it was like 330000 312 So probably plus fees. Yeah, okay. it's probably closer to like but 350 It, it went for like over that. three, yeah. It did. It was listed. I think it was. they said that it was. they were expecting 250 And I think we both had the same reaction. Not that expensive. Not that expensive. For something that, you know, George Harrison. A Beatle-owned yeah. burst. That's, I mean... I mean that's what you pay for 312 is about a going rate for a burst for right a, now right you know a really nice condition one, yeah I guess yeah exactly uh, and that one and and i feel like this is something that we've talked about each time this guitar has cut up come oh, up might be my favorite top on a burst i've ever absolutely seen absolutely stunning it's it, perfect it looks like something that can't be recreated too it's just oh, it's there's no the way. only way it it's is that wood is to be that wood from 1958 mm -hmm. so uh yeah that's, that's so fucking, cool dude oh, it's, it's and, and that's, that's and one of the things color. about the bur the 58 uh, most people say that the necks are a lot chunkier, which, you know, of course, the, they varied a lot. But mm -hmm. really, at that point, they were using mostly non-flamed pieces of maple that they right. just happen to have. And, and that like that plain top quote look is my favorite look. Yeah. And, and it does have some flame in it. A little bit. But, but it's, it's not just the tigery. Kind of, no, like, not at all. Like it's not that think. book matched yeah. PRS right. thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I say with venom in my tongue. <laughs> 
but no, that dude, that just if you if anybody listening hasn't seen that guitar, go just go go look up yeah. Ransom Burst. It's in books and shit now. I I didn't click or read far enough into it. Do you know how many like bids it got or whatever? I didn't see any of that. I don't know if that's that's been made public. I think it was an online auction, so I don't yeah. I don't even know if it that's, was Heritage auction. It was Heritage. Okay, yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. I didn't see any of that, but that's a good question. Yeah, I wonder. Just I wonder if it was just like one guy being like, I'll just bid this, and then it just goes for that or. I mean, that's a lot of money. There's only a certain we amount of people in Bo. the world it who could, we don't know if can throw Jobo, it out. Jobo could do it. Could have been. Maybe I mean, we'll find out next week. It's going to show up on Trogley's. Trogley will get to the bottom of it. <laughs> no, he's, it, there, I actually so there's there's apparently a very long running gear page thread, sort of like going back and forth about whether or not people like him. I yeah. just found recently it was like, dude, do but more so, but not about him, just like his business model. Sure, is it okay? And it's like whatever. It's fucking. It's supply and demand if people want to buy shit i mean it can i can be annoyed by it but yeah that's it's still fine and i don't think he's like i mean maybe i'm wrong i don't think he's like driving the market by himself or anything like that Uh, not by himself but he's certainly i mean he's he's, he's always at the top of the market i guess no matter what either way big deal go buy a freaking burst if you got it 330 smoke them if you got them kids uh free free software that i haven't talked about in a while but was announced this week that i haven't had a a chance to play with because it looks really complicated honestly but it was designed by aphex twin so i'm super excited it's called sample brain and uh, it works on all the new. It even works on M1, M2. So don't be worried. It works on all the computers these days, which isn't a given uh, with the way this, the state of the software industry is right now. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. But it basically takes a really weird and novel approach to sampling. Okay. Where you can load in a bunch of different samples, uh, and it takes them and you manipulate them in strange ways and create new sound effecty things. Okay. Um, and uh, my, I'll mention a couple of things about it. One is that it's, it's one just looking at the interface is pretty indecipherable. Like you need to, you're going to have to follow some sort of directions and shit because it's like a, you download it from GitHub. It's not like a, on a, like a nice website or something. Right. And then two, uh, and this just has to be intentional. The entire interface is in comic sans. So oh. I'm, I'm, I'm all, I, I had to laugh That's at just that. to annoy people. That's exactly. So but it's Aphex Twin as the designer and then worked with the engineer uh, done by someone named Dave Griffiths of the UK nonprofit, Then Try This. The basic idea, you have a network of little snippets. One sound can be interpreted with similar bits. So it uses AI to kind of like listen to the sounds and group, oh, group wow. them in ways. And then just instead of linearly chopping and playing, you mangle and mash based on the way that it, I, I can't describe it again. I, I haven't <laughs> Dude, even used it yet. You've but already I've read about it. Man. It sounds cool and it's free. I'll go check it out. Nice. Just if you just search "sample brain" or "Aphex Twin," uh, you're gonna have to go to GitLab, and you know that's 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 not as simple as just like clicking download. You have to like yeah. know how to compile shit or whatever. Sure. Uh, some more computer shit. Uh, Ableton Live 11 uh, and all of. Um, their plugins and such now work fully on Windows. That had like not been a thing for a little bit, so that's a big deal. And also, I think it was UA. I don't have it in here, but I'm pretty sure Universal Audio also recently updated their stuff so that all of Luna now works with Windows. So it's there's never been a better time to be a Windows uh, music-based maker these days. That's, it, that that is days. true. So that's a good thing. And then finally, I wanted to touch in, uh, touch a tip on this one. I don't know if you uh, how much you paid attention to it, but we, we did talk a little bit. There is uh, a second, or there was, I should say, a second Taylor Hawkins yeah. tribute show. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I no. saw a few clips. Is it, on, is it available on the same thing? It's sort of deal, do you know? I don't, dude, there was a weird thing where like the day it was happening, I, I don't know if they were real scams or if it was just people being paranoid, but basically people were like, there's a live stream of it. And then everyone's like, don't click the link. It's a scam. Like, 
Huh. It was weird, but then I saw the Foo Fighters actual page like posted something. They so did. Okay. It wasn't a scam. I don't know. The only clips I've seen or videos that I've watched so far have been like fan Homemade, shot yeah. stuff. Whereas before, you could at least because oh, you dude. would imagine if there had been a full like uh, actual authorized live stream, people would have just been ripping it. Yeah, yeah, the whole time. Well, that and yeah, I mean the one that we watched was HD. Is, yeah, you know, exactly. beautiful sound and everything's pro and there's probably twenty cameras. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I haven't seen any footage from anything that looked like it was produced. Strange. Yet. Now maybe they're still compiling the, or yeah. maybe they just didn't do it. But that came out right like the day yeah. after. No, I it was feel like, like two days after. Yeah. Well, it was that I watched it Tuesday and it had come out that Saturday. So okay. But I think I it was probably even out for a couple of days by the time I found it. Uh, I'm excited to watch it, but I don't want to just do like camera footage yet. Yeah, I'm I don't not. Either. I'm not that desperate for it. I yet. did. I did watch the Wolfgang Van Halen. Stuff, yeah, I didn't watch that. Did, yeah. What song did they did Panama? Oh, cool. Which he said he would never do. And then, and then like reposted the tweet and and said, like, I meant to say twice, which is funny. And then they did Hot for Teacher again. Yeah. Which I, which was awesome. And we talked about this a little bit. He actually, it's not as, I mean, he still fucking rips it, but he he makes a couple little flubs. And I actually like that. So then he's a human. Not only is that, not only that, but then it just completely cuts at the knees any of the online yeah. discourse about him like playing the backing Lip tracks or, to yeah, yeah exactly it's like that, get out of here no he, he's that good but we were talking <laughs> about it too and i just want to reiterate that yeah. i listening to him he has dad's bone tone he does it's crazy it's it's the best i i would love to see somebody else who could even get close to me it's it's the best version of him playing, you know, yeah. of, of Eddie playing. And it's and I've seen flashier players that could even do sure. like his like leads even more note for note and that but sort of the, stuff. It's the tone. It's the hands. Mm-hmm. The and and that's the reason I even say bone tone too. Other than the fact that I just like Sam Bone Tone. Love Sam Bone Tone. Bone Tone. The he the guitars that Wolfgang plays are nothing like the guitars that right. his dad played. So like if I were to pick it up, it would sound. It's not like a. I wouldn't pick that up and immediately think like this is a Van Halen guitar. It's not right. a super strat at all. It's like a semi hollow. I think. Yeah, I think. So, it, yeah, uh, that that's why I say even just because. But then you hear the way that he drags notes and and, and it's so and weird picks and and uses the the whammy and feedback and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, he is really his father's son. It it is interesting. I mean, you you think about musicians who've passed away and then their kids, you know, play. I mean, like you know Taylor's kid playing drums yep. was. You know, I saw he did another set, which I'm I'm again waiting to see mm-hmm. the, the high def. He stuff. did. I saw a link to uh, I believe in a thing called Love. I believe. Oh yeah, I believe uh, with. The, the dar- darkness, darkness guy, yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I I was thinking about you know kids who play because their fathers mm-hmm. taught them or their mothers. Whatever. Jason Bonham, but yeah, and and who has come the closest? And it's I mean, Jason Bonham. You think so? It is. Yeah, that's true. He's been he like when they did the Zeppelin reunion, he, he played was the whole thing. Drums. Well, I was gonna say that or Wolfgang. You know, just yeah. Because. Well, and Wolfgang also same deal was in the band, but he was the bass player, so like he yeah. wasn't he wasn't ever he wasn't playing dad until right. now. And right, he even right. said he in, in that same tweet where he said he's like I. I'll never play. I'm not playing Panama for you fuckers or whatever. Yeah. He's like, I, I'm, I celebrate the memory of my dad by existing and living the life that I live as an artist and creator. Not now, just like not just like a kid. cover band of as his kid yeah, or whatever. Totally but that was really funny that he then wrote the like asterisk twice. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he, he definitely did play Panama and he fucking ripped it. Too. Yeah. Well, we'll see if, uh, if I can find a good version, maybe I'll do uh, yeah. another Dave's doc on it. That was exhausting. The last one we did, if it you guys was. haven't listened to it, uh, but couple, it was good. It was good. People love that shit. Yeah, though. it was fun. I mean, I, I like really breaking stuff down like that. So uh, maybe if I can get a nice plus that had the comprehensive list of everybody who was on stage mm-hmm. for every song. Timestamps. So I could just yeah, timestamps. So I could just be like, oh, this, this, this um, and just make notes around it. But yeah, I'm hoping that I'm hoping they release something because I'll, I'll watch it. You, you know, know what, dog? 
What? I'm, I'm a, you know what? What? I'm about to release something you on your ears. Are you gonna fart, dude? I'm gonna I'm gonna fart uh, orally <laughs> with my singing voice. <laughs> okay. When I sing Dave's Docs, Dave's Docs, Dave's Docs, Dave's Docs, Dave's Docs, Dave's Docs. Man, I when I go into these, I don't, I never know what's about to come out. Yeah, you're way off, but I, that kind of had like a that kind of had like a darkness feel to it a little. A little darkness, or maybe a little Rolling Stones or something. I was, oh, that's that's kind. I was kind of thinking more like some sort of like '80s pop or something like that. Sure, not in a cool way, but dude, give it to us. You, what do you got? Well, so I watched one. I've never docked this one before. Uh oh. But I watched this, but I've seen it before. And okay. you've probably seen it as well. So I think it'll be interesting nice. to talk about. It's kind of a sad documentary, but it's great. Um, it's actually in one of the highest ranked, you know, if you go Rolling Stone top 25 docs of all time. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched Amy. Oh, about Amy Winehouse. Have you seen you it? You haven't ever done that on air, really? Never. I've never talked about it. Wow. I feel it like came that would out, have been like one of the first ones. It or came out in like 2015, that. and I remember watching it like when it kind of like after it came wow, out. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was before we even started the podcast. That's so I feel like I had. There's another sort of Mandela effect that I really like. I yeah. feel like we've talked about that before. Maybe. I mean, uh, if it's on, That's I haven't. So I haven't checked the list today. But- <laughs> But I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we haven't covered it, dude. If we did, it was like fucking yeah. three, three or four. It might years have been ago, in the so. uh, in the hazy days of the pod. Hazy days that we we don't talk about. Those I've got days. the list where it's just question marks next exactly. to it, which is, I don't know what episode it was even in, but I know I watched them. Um, Give it to us. Talk anyways, about man, Amy have you seen it before? Uh, yeah, but also a long time ago. Yeah, so yeah. I, I remember the sort of like uh, broad strokes. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to go super long because it's really it's really more of a documentary about not about her childhood really growing up, although she was very talented at a young age. You know, they, they have video of her um, singing happy birthday in the beginning mm-hmm. to like her sister or something. And it's like powerhouse unreal. Like yeah. everybody stops singing so she can finish the birthday song, Jesus Christ. which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, and then it kind of just, it really follows her kind of falling apart and that kind of stuff bums me out a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but God, what a fucking voice dude. I mean, yeah, one of the best ever. So had she not passed away at 27, um, I true and and not gotten as like fucked up and kind of like in the whole. She was really in the negative, you know. So people made fun of her. She was really in the negative side of oh, like, the by paparazzi. the end, I mean, when she was you know super real thin. And yeah, just like you know, just so totally totally falling apart. And that's kind of what's sad about it. They focus a lot on that, but I truly think she maybe had when she, when Back in Black came out. I mean, I think it's one of the one of the best female vocal performances I've ever fucking heard. I don't even heard. need to say female, just honestly, one of the best one of the vocal best. performances yeah. I've ever sure. heard. It's, Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, I and I, we've talked a lot about how, I mean, I love vocalists, but like that's not my go-to thing that I listen to in music, and yeah. boy, that is what I listen it's, to it's in a, her it's music. It's a whole instrument. Mm-hmm. It's a whole instrument. I mean, she sounds like, you know, the lead trumpet on a, you know, in an old jazz wow, song yeah. or something. So she, uh, she was obsessed with jazz growing up. Tony Bennett, Thelonious Monk, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she's from England. Super smoky voice. People who didn't know she's from England. What was maybe, what would maybe an English accent sound like? She, she's from England. <laughs> the queen of England. Um, Give me a ride on the penny farthing in it. <laughs> I know our English fans probably hate I, I know, that's shit. why I love it so much. I think she's from Essex. Essex, yes, you do. Essex. You know, that's where Pepper's from. Dun do diddly do. Well, there you go, Pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Dun do diddly do. That was, that was a little borderline Aussie right there. So they cut to like 2001, and I think she had been like rehearsing for like six months. And she's like, she's really like, you know, she's not on drugs or anything yet. Mm-hmm. You know, she's drinking a little bit. She's smoking weed all day, every day. So she kind of always had this like addictive behavior for sure. 
you know, they were just talking about her personality. I guess she had a she had kind of an electricity when she would meet somebody. She could make you feel, especially like like a guy, like she wanted to date or something. Mm-hmm. She could make him feel amazing mm-hmm. and then turn around and, and just like dump him on his head just to yeah. like just to like fuck with him, you know. So she had that kind of personality, that magnetic personality, which Chaos. we see in a lot of stars, you know, who are they walk into a room and everybody's like, whoa, yep. you know. So she had that for sure, that X factor. Um, she never really wanted to be famous at all, actually. Um, but you know, the label kind of just pushed her to do everything, you know. So mm-hmm. um, there was an interesting quote uh, from someone who said, uh, "She's a 65 year old jazz singer." Or she sounds like a 65-year-old jazz singer. And yeah. it says, but she's 18. What would she sound like at 25? So, like, that was the crazy thing. She was still, like, developing and her vocals and everything. Right. Um, she moves to Camden, which I guess they had, like, kind of an indie punk rock scene kind of thing. Indie rock. Okay. And she used to hang out at this club called Trash. And I think that's where she started to really, like, meet some of the negative people in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, they showed, like, Baby Shambles guy walking around, you know, Pete Doherty. Pete Doherty, yeah. yeah. Um, but she was dating this guy named Blake Fielder for a long time, and that was her like long, long time boyfriend. I think he was kind of her manager too. I think yeah, that ain't, that sounds familiar. And they, to I me. think they played music and like all this stuff. But he's the one who got her into drugs and like all that stuff too. So you know, I don't blame the guy totally, but mm-hmm. you know, that's the way the story's told. Um, starts drinking like all day in the morning, stuff like that. So then they do take her to rehab, and this is before the song. The came song out. rehab, sure. yeah, but it's what it's about. And they were the label's like, dude, you're you're getting like blasted like you're just drinking like first thing in the morning like vodka mm-hmm. you know it's not good um so they did take her into rehab and she like she like didn't go she's like fuck that mm-hmm. um then immediately from there they were like all right well, we need to record this record and so she didn't drink the entire time she was in the studio so when she recorded that she was bone sober on the on that record according to the movie yeah which i did go back and listen to and that's actually it came up on my spotify that record back mm-hmm. in black and i was like Oh, I'm gonna listen to this because, like, I, I don't know, I just wasn't in the mood for anything, and I kind of threw it on. And then I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna watch the Amy Doc." So that's kind of where the whole thing stemmed from. Thanks, Spotify. But that fucking record is produced. I mean, it's perfect. Who do, do we remember who produced I it? I think Mark Ronson. Is it, I think it, I was gonna because he worked yeah. on some songs with her. I know mm-hmm. in the movie they talk about that. It does sound damn good. Um, then she meets Russell Brandt. They start dating for a while. I forgot about while that. he was a junkie, but then he gets clean, and yeah. he wanted her to get clean, and she's like, "I'm not." So, and he's like famously sober now yep. or whatever so that's kind of the you know the where things start to get bad um you know yeah paparazzi starts falling around fucks her up she actually ods mm-hmm. uh she starts to get in like heroin she gets kind of you know zombie mode crack during the day heroin at night like crazy fucking cocktails of drugs uh drinking she ods and as soon as she like gets out of the hospital they send her on a u.s tour and that's basically what drives her yeah. to like you know, finish it. So she's actually a really good guitar player. There's I was like, going to say, so she there, I know that she plays guitar. I can't remember I mean, though. Does she play any other instruments in the, the p- piano? I, I think, think she's right? on piano at one yeah. point, but definitely like, like playing, she has a lot of strats. She was always with strats. strats yeah. Which is so, cause she's such a small girl. Like the strat looks so big on her God. when she's playing it. Yeah. But she does this thing where it's kind of like a power chord, but it's a jazz chord. And she, it, she doesn't do like lead at all, mm-hmm. but she's playing like these chords and that's all it's like she knows it but it's just up and down the neck so it's kind of like the idea of a power chord it's the same deal yeah but like a jazz thing you can do that with any chord but i know i don't know it i want to learn it so i, I thought that was kind of cool man because she's just she can just effortless effortlessly like play chords like that yeah and, and i think sing. i think it's probably the it's probably a diminished ninth I, or 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 it could just be a major seventh i'm not yeah. sure I'll, we'll play a couple chords after the show yeah I'll maybe show we'll it check you, it out maybe. yeah so yeah i mean that was pretty much it dude you know it's a sad story but um God, I mean, talk about a voice again. I, I can't, I can't reiterate how how amazing she was, 
and how perfect that record sounds and everything. And it was really her record label that like drove her yeah. to, to OD again and, and pass away. So, um, what about gear spotties? Really? There wasn't about, a lot. Yeah, it, just there, strats. yeah. There was probably some good microphone spots yeah. cause there's a lot of like footage of her recording. Exactly. Um, by the way, like the, there's a scene where she's doing, I think it's Valerie or something. Okay. And which is a fucking awesome song and she's doing it. And I'm like, Oh, this is the take. And they're showing her oh, singing. Really? She just like knocks out the whole fucking song. They show like all like they show like two minutes of her recording uh-huh. it. Never takes a break. And then I went back and listened, and listened to it, to it again. And I was like, same. I'm pretty sure this is the take wow. or it's comped. But like, yeah, God damn, dude. Like, so awesome mic shots. There was a Dan Electro in there at one point. But yeah, lots of strats, like a lot of different ones. I think she Dan had a few. Have you ever owned any Dan Electros? No, I've played some, though. Paul, oh, yeah. Paul's had a few. Um I like him there. Well, okay. uh, yeah. Oh no, I was gonna. No, he brought a silver tone over that one. Yeah, time, I was yeah. Say, but he's had Danny's too. Yeah, they're cool. I like the. What's the Jimmy Page one? That's the fifty nine. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I like that. That's one. the. That's if I was gonna have one, I'd want that. I think. Mm-hmm. Sorry, no. uh, Dan. I just feel like yeah, I've never I've never owned a Dan Electro either. I just I just I'm really yeah. They're I know they're really light. So yeah, for mica. Yeah, and then especially like they're kind of cool with the lipstick pickups, you know, Those and all that. Tubies. Um, um, speaking of cool stuff. How about you give us a totally arbitrary ranking? Yes, yeah, uh, maybe a little, a little wrap, a little, a little uh, your your little uh, rundown that you like to give at the end. Do you have a little summary for us? No, I really didn't have one this yeah. this time. I kind of gave it. You know, you it was did. just kind of a bummer story, but like it definitely In- worth watching. Incredible the doc. documentary, and really, well, really well, and and just another example of being thankful for this having being the sort of person or like they're existing the sort of people in the world that take a camera and point it at genius at a young yeah. age and stuff so Dude, we can totally. see kind of that, kind of, that kind of stuff totally yeah to see the development from like how, like how, why did you have footage of her singing happy birthday at 12 exactly years old, you know? um but yeah anyways uh eight out of ten beauty marks i think yeah. that was the uh a fair arbitrary rating but yeah it's worth watching so amy i think it's on I netflix like or yeah, amazon beauty marks I, I had an old D. I, I watched it on Netflix, but that was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, I don't know if it's on there anymore. Yeah. But you'll, you'll find it. It's on Prime. Just I'm give sure. a little search. Yeah, do a me. Hit me up. Dude, speaking of beauty marks, totally unrelated. I'm, so, like, I've decided, because I, you know, this was sort of like the, I'd always wanted to get, like, my forearm covered up with tattoos, but I never had the courage. And I was like, I put this one on here. I might as well just keep going. Yeah. Anyway, so I've been thinking about a lot about, like, what I'm going to do over here. And, like, I want to do, like, one big design. But I was thinking about, I've got this beauty mark that's always been like central in my brain like i've always sort of like yeah i've identified those, it like with myself frankly, and like yeah. now i'm like wondering like if you co- sh- do I go wanna, around it that's what i was literally thinking do i like just like make like a, just an outline around it and leave Dude, it there and it's like a, put a focus on it's it? a tough look i mean we're we're both kind of like tattoo bros as yeah. far as like you know like uh, you know enjoying the art and everything and i've got to say there's a decision that people make when they do body suits or chest pieces where do you go do you leave the, the halo around Dude, the lip, oh my nipple God, or do you go over it or do you just go right to the edge of it yeah i know, know? and the halo around the nipple looks bad yeah in that's my not opinion. that's not my th- that's not my favorite yeah, thing. yeah i would prefer a, a design right where you just or or you just like work the design around it somehow yeah like naturally or whatever what do you do with the because i've been thinking a lot I, actually i do want to get like something on my chest but yeah? i would never do the full thing because i don't want to have yeah my my nipples are just off limits so i'll probably i would probably do something that would like from come the shoulder from shoulder onto chest yeah. i would be or maybe i've always thought it was pretty tough just to have like just like one little thing like, yeah on one of the i don't have pecs but if i were to have pecs like one of the pecs one of your pecs pectoral you know, muscles pectoral, i technically have pectoral muscles but like I, you know i don't have like big old things you don't have like, like schwarzenegger boobs. I, I wish yeah by the way speaking of schwarzenegger boobs and documentaries <laughs> yeah have you I'm, I'm assuming you've seen pumping iron before oh yeah did you know that years ago uh yeah. that was like almost completely created it, it's not a documentary it's a docudrama oh really uh, it was there, fabricated? there was another documentary that's come out so i guess both 
Arnold and Lou Ferrigno have like sort of written books and talked about that situation afterwards. And the way that it's constructed is like, you know, Arnold is he's he's it was quite literally sort of like above ground and below ground where Arnold is like the famous, you know, he's already winning everything. He's outside in the sun tanning. And then they had Lou Ferrigno more like working with his dad in the basement and like his shitty little gym. And it was like the underdog story and stuff. They created that like for the documentary. Right. Lou Ferrigno was working out at Gold's gym. And yeah, like, I was going to no, say, yeah, we're like and, and they also had him. They put like the Rocky spin on it. Kind exactly. Of. Yeah. But they also made him get trained by his dad. Yeah. Who was not a trainer. And that was the first time that he ever did that and so that like that also fuck stuff up and they talk about how literally if he hadn't been in this like shitty little garage gym you want to be tan for you know your muscles oh like, yeah that's a big deal and yeah, he like wasn't shows the definition as tan as he should be because right. of that so like they actually by creating this documentary or docudrama uh kind of fucked with him a little bit change the results yeah the outcome of the uh, you know he probably wouldn't have been beaten arnold but you don't know that right? yeah right obviously anytime you observe anything by definition that changes it i understand don't come for me nerds but the point is, is they actually fabricated it. and i had I always had no idea. i'd always taken that as like I a documentary there's a, a famous thing where arnold's like you know when i'm it's like for some people but the, when i am when i'm lifting and i'm doing curls i'm coming and when yeah, when yeah, yeah. looking at me on the street yeah, i'm coming, I'm coming so my whole life time. is like i'm coming they that was he like, like wrote that for him or something he he like wrote down a bunch of weird stuff and then they would just like film him saying that's sort so of funny yeah it was like not just like his off the cuff and well, yeah and i mean if you think like about it at the end of the seems. day he's an actor right i mean well now know. he is yeah right but he like he was he always wanted to be like a star yeah, he, and he was yeah. god dude his fucking body was insane. he had the best physique it's of ridiculous. all time ridiculous yeah, that's arguably. wild mm-hmm. Anywho, that's enough muscle worship for a minute there. Let's get into right. some freaking future gear and muscle talk bump. about some nope or doke or buck or yuck or dope or pope or whatever I'm normally going to say. There's a few things that we can touch on quickly because, God, there's just so much to cover this weekend. I don't know how we're going to get through all of it, so we probably And won't. it's crazy because last week was a crazy episode, and there was stuff we didn't get to. It's just coming hot and heavy. Dude. Oh, dude, there's stuff that we never get to, and I just, oh, yeah. and I, just like, it lives at the it. bottom, and then I just delete it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so first of all, this is kind of neat. I don't know if you saw it. Earthquaker devices, mm-hmm. a wonderful pedal maker. Love them. They uh, are doing this thing with Chicago Music Exchange with one-off custom pedal colorway pedals. I think I did see that. Where basically, if you go on CME's website right now, they have like all sorts of wild translucent translucent finishes and cut and cu- different custom knobs and stuff like Whoa. basically when they're making a new pedal they're gonna like do a bunch of experiments and try a bunch of different colorway combinations and shit and then like they just they're sold just gonna... them all to cme and now cme is selling them to the world so, so you it's almost like custom a, it's almost like a prototype each one more or less yeah it's it's they're they're certainly if not one of a kind yeah close to it and, right. and so but they're they're not that expensive like they're you know the pedals go from between 99 to 299 and it's like all the different types of things that they make you no know? Shit. so it's if you're in the market for a plumes or a disaster uh, or um there what's the one delay that i really like that's got disaster in it. i don't know they've got so many fucking awesome pedals Do you have, have you ever had a i've had a bunch of earthquake or stuff you? the last one that i the one that i kept the longest was the data corruptor oh which yeah is that like big synth pedal yep. sort of deal fuzz synth i think that's thing. the only one i can think that of that thing comes is to fucking awesome and there was there was there were some of those as well so if you're interested go to your freaking local chicago music exchange.com and buy them uh all sorts of stuff up there uh, i mean i would imagine they're still there i looked a couple days ago so i would imagine yeah still have some stuff. i feel like they'd go fast but yeah. you'd think uh fender has once again teamed up with everyone's favorite smith johnny marr 
Mm. Uh, and there's now another another version of his Jaguar, which there have been so many throughout the Since years. like the early 2000s. You sent this one to me. What do you think of that color? It's Fever Dream Yellow. I love the name of it. Yeah. Um, but it kind of has that a little bit of orange hue to it. Almost like... Um, God, it just reminds me of like an early 2000s yellow. Like a lot of people bought like a car that that was that <laughs> like color. Like Abercrombie and Fitch yellow. Yeah, or like your like Nissan Xterra, it came in that color. Dude, you know? it's, did you ever hear the rest of the world say Nissan? No, Nissan. Nissan. Oh, right. The, that's yeah. I like. So I heard someone say Nissan recently. I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's right. too funny. That so yeah, but it, like you know, that's what how they say. But yeah, I from. think I think somebody I knew at one point had like a yellow Nissan Xterra. Nissan, X- Nissan Xterra. Xterra. And uh, it was that exact yellow. Yeah, like Abercrombie yellow, yeah. kind of like just that. Dorky. Yeah, Abercrombie Jeep Wrangler yellow. Yeah, or like the you know the yellow Oakleys, like Oakleys, bro. Thing, dude. So, anyways, my point is, I like the color. I don't know if I'd buy that color because it yeah. comes in some other fucking awesome colors. It does, and it's maple neck guitar based on a '65 Jag. There are other differences. It has a four-way pickup switch, which is a little bit different. That's cool. It has a taller tremolo arm, which I guess is his choice, and also bare knuckle pickups. Hmm. Do you happen to know how much these cost now? Yeah. It's like twenty four hundred, twenty two ninety nine. Yeah, they're not cheap guitars. No, I mean it's American made. Yeah, and it's not. St- you know, I I was looking for on the like the images from the press release. I was looking for serial number because I wanted to confirm that it was U.S. and in the press pictures did not have a serial on the guitar so i couldn't find it anywhere i mean they did do a i think they made a japanese i think they did too and that's why i wanted to make sure it wasn't that that would be expensive for japanese yeah yeah Yeah, but i like it do what do you think of the yellow you a fan i like the photos of it i'm not sure if i would actually like it in person i don't know if i'd want to keep it I could i i've never even considered a yellow yellow guitar i i guess i have guitars that have like natural yellowing happening which oh, is yeah. enough That's you know awesome. yeah that, that for instance the one sitting right mm-hmm. next to us right now but uh, yeah no that's i'm just i i'm that's not my color yeah 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 they make one that's uh like a sonic blue and it's almost white the blue is it's fucking gl- glorious dude yeah, i so, love that color uh, i'd probably go with something like that but yeah that's a cool guitar and you know we were kind of talking i think we're we might both be guessing just a little bit for a Jaguar these days. Oh, we were both kind of on that little Jaguar. I had one and I didn't like it and I got rid of it. You had a cool one too. I had a 65. Yeah. It was stripped. Um, but, and it sounded, I, I've probably talked about it before, but it sounded great in the trio. And then we had another guitar player join us right. for a jam once and his Strat just like, it just sounded better. I can't explain it. Yeah. To me, it was like comparing the P bass to like a Mustang bass or well, something yep. where you, it's just that extra bit of scale length. It's, just more professional sounding. I don't know. It's just kind of, yeah. it could have been the amp too, like the way it was dialed in. But And I, in general, in, in that kind of setup, like I don't ever really like the sound of two single coil guitars together, no right. matter what they right. are. Exactly. So I want, give me some humbuckers. Yeah. In there. Oh, for sure. I, I agree. Beef I it the, out, dog. The Mutter up. The other, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, yeah, this, all right, I'm, I'm going to sell this now. Get this rid of it. sound that great. Well, we might wind up with some Jaguars around here. I might just try to get rid of that Jazz Master and turn into you know a what got You know what got me going a little bit? Well, yeah, you could do a nice mm-hmm. trade for the, for the jazz master mm-hmm. i think um to get a nice american made yeah. one um i want you know i'm not going to get anything that's not vintage at this point yeah of course um actually i saw and i might have sent it to you on reverb there was a squire jaguar which would probably need some new pickups mm-hmm. and some things but it was shell pink yeah and i kind of dug it and i was like this is actually kind of cool because it's like a pepto bismoly i did like that guitar yeah and it was like 300 bucks or yeah, something that, that's like, just oh, a little see, kicker That'd be cool just to have at the house yep. and use it for the studio or something. So always, and if you're looking for a twenty two ninety nine uh, Johnny Marr yellow <laughs> guitar, go buy one of those two. Uh, Walrus Audio has announced a new fuzz, which is I, I watched some videos of it and it sounds lovely. Well, fuzz. It's talk. called the Eons Fuzz. 
so I guess they've made the, they've got this sort of like series of pedals where they'd made the ages overdrive and the arrows distortion. Mm. This is now the eons fuzz. Uh, it's a, you know, sort of smaller, normal size walrus pedal. I think six knobs on there. Uh, and the, really the main couple things to talk about on this one are that it sounds awesome. It's super versatile and it's super versatile because it has a couple things that you don't always get on fuzz pedals. You get mm-hmm. a voltage knob, which I love that. That's cool. You can boost it all the way up oh, to 18 I, volts I for that like this, super yeah. high headroom or go down to all the way down to three and get that really spitty nasty yep. gated thing which is which is a great sound and then it also has a five position rotary knob which has different types of clipping uh set up on there so you've got silicon soft clipping for that's like a little more traditional kind of fuzz face deal silicon clipping with an added bass boost then you got a germanium which is a, a little soft oh, i'm sorry the silicon before it, that that I said, that's going to be good, but the, I would say the germanium is a little more fuzz-faced. I mm-hmm. take it back. Uh, this is, uh, that one's a little more crunchy and dynamic. Then they've got LEDs, which in my experience are typically the like loudest, most hardcore clippers that you'd use. Mm-hmm. Uh, with have with, These have a slight high-end cut, and then they have hard silicon transistors combined with LED, and I'm sure that's going to be the just the gnarliest mode that you'd get. So you can really, uh, in the demo, they had it on bass, they had it on guitars, they had really sort of classic vintage sounds, they had more sort of mo- more modern. Yeah, I didn't watch the demo, sounds. I'm It's not really that, good. Yeah. Um, loud nasty but also super versatile and uh it's got a price and i'm gonna ask you what you think it is uh it's not cheap they don't make cheap pedals they don't usually make that those cheapies uh, i'm gonna say 199 very good close 229 oh shit i almost yeah. said 240 and, and they always i just love walrus's overall aesthetic and mm-hmm. art vibe me too so uh it, this does not disappoint dude we've got so much to talk about there's still so, so much more we're rolling man. we're rolling uh r- speaking of rolling Roland has <laughs> released the new. That's what I said. We're Roland, man. <laughs> SPDSX Pro, which for the fans of their other pieces, you'll remember the SPDS. It's their like sample drum. We pad have one deal, at my space, and you've yeah. got one. Mm-hmm. So now the SPDSX Pro is out and is the new flagship. I didn't realize the first SPDS. Do you know when that came out? They were early, right? Like uh, mid nineties or something. Two thousand three, which is oh, still okay. kind of early yeah. for that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, you see them on every freaking stage. Yeah. Whether or not you know what it is, there everyone has them. This one uh, gives more pro features and upgrades that people have been asking for. Uh, you get more audio outputs, which is a big deal. Historically, mm-hmm. they've always been kind of like usually just stereo, which is fine. But when it comes to drum machines, drum pads, we've actually talked about this recently. You often want more outputs so you can route things and process them differently. Totally. Send them to the front of house or your mixer, or whatever. Do all that sort of shit. Uh, it has 32 gigs of onboard memory, which you know files they be getting beefers uh higher sampling playback rate as well uh, i think they've upgraded the pads and made the screen like oled and fancier sure, and stuff. Sure. but those are the sort of main flagship upgrades but they've also added uh some price on there and it has gotten into the realm of like kind of expensive in my opinion do you know what the originals go for like the the current ones that dude you can buy? i actually have no idea if i had to guess yeah uh, a brand new one yeah yeah uh, five hundred bucks yes yeah, so, you know the new ones like the not pro ones right now are 879 okay I'll just tell you the pro, eleven ninety nine. Yeah, you're getting into kind of expensive. Only professional drummers are going to buy that territory, yep. right? Yep. It's it's not a toy really. At that yeah, point. twelve. And and you know those they do come with sounds, but uh, like they're by design. You're supposed to. They're really for people who want to take their own sounds mm-hmm. and put them in there. So it's like twelve hundred bucks plus. You just like already have to have created all your own loops. It doesn't really have like a synthesizer or well, anything. I w- and I wonder about this because we we've been uh, before we. Uh, canceled the show that we had coming up a few weeks ago yeah. um we were messing with backing tracks with jay using sure. the spdx and 
The thing was, and I, I wonder if they fixed this, the files have to be, you can't just take any wave and throw it on there. They have to be like converted a certain way okay. and saved a certain way, with, mm-hmm. with whether it's like the bitrate or whatever. Oh, sure. You know, um, but like if it's not, it just like doesn't work. So I wonder if they've made it a little more universal. I would think. I would think that it's must just be a wave file. Updates. It's like not that big of a deal. You should be able to just toss MP3s. You or would freaking think, right? Real player files, whatever you got. And and Jay was because we got to the space. We're all excited to try it out, and it like I don't remember. It was so, it would like slowed it down. Like something really weird happened hmm. where it was like a it was like under tempo. And he's like, this isn't right. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then he he obviously went and watched a bunch of tutorials, and there's a very specific. So I wonder if they did make it easier. To, uh, a good quest. to load some stuff on I, I, one would hope because right? you would think it would just be like oh just toss some mp3s on there and good to go yeah just throw on your ipod yeah but that's just cool throw on I the mean, spotify and the thing i could see them selling that though i mean for people who oh, have 100 the original, any drummer that is on a professional stage yeah already wants these features so they're gonna upgrade well i know, you know our they're good, gonna buy it i'm pretty sure our good buddies in hember use one and uh tell them, to, tell them to hit up their boys at roll rolls and get themselves a new spdsx pro i might drop that hot knowledge on them next week yeah you're gonna see those boys i might see them too we'll yeah. see oh uh, dude this is there was there uh, speaking of hot knowledge i'm about to drop some on the whole world uh did you see that there are new a new a new pedal maker has entered the game and by new pedal maker i mean a big ass guitar making company has decided to start making pedals oh really yeah oh let me think is there any hints? Can I get a hint? I want to hmm. guess. It's a it's a man's name. Paul Reed Smith. Bingo, bingo, bingo. I'm good. According to Paul Reed Smith himself, these first three new pedals are the company's newest rage, and, and I, I'm going to start that over. There's new Paul Reed Smith pedals. <laughs> they freaking, they, they not only do they make guitars and amps and basses and acoustic guitars and all the things, they yep. have now entered the pedal market because they have three entries into uh, their first line of pedals which first of all i just want to call out that i really like the graphic design on them because mm-hmm. they do the thing where they sort of like when they're next to each other they, they have like a flowing matchy design cool which is neat uh three pedals i just want you to guess what do you think paul reed smith they're gonna yeah. make their first three pedals what like just types of what, pedals, would what would they right? do right chorus pedal i'm not gonna tell you just keep just three guesses. reverb i'm gonna say wow this is too almost too overlappy but chorus reverb and, and delay i would say well, my friends, I'm sorry to they tell you, you're pedal? over three. <laughs> Badass fuzz pedal? Uh, so there are three pedals. Yeah. First of all, uh, I've just got to say, one of the worst names I've ever heard for a pedal, the horse meat <laughs> is up first. In Wait, the, that's so, that doesn't go with their branding at all. Nope. I feel like there's such the a horse squeaky meat clean kind of... is an overdrive pedal. Okay. That uh, is supposedly... Uh, so I, I will say I've watched... I listen, I've listened to a bunch of demos and stuff okay. so we'll get to that but cool. horse meat is an overdrive which they say is a, a unique design not based on any other sort of like a blank blank sheet of paper design i'm always you love that. to hear that yeah. yeah uh you know listening to it sounds like a freaking overdrive you know so, yeah if you had to compare it to, to a, a style yeah i mean look they all kind of no the, this one is a little bit more it, it I would say it's closer to something like a tube screamer, mm-hmm. but with maybe a little bit more usable gain on tap. Because in my, I don't, I've never liked the sound of a tube yeah. screamer turned up. Like sure. I like them more as sort of a boost kind of deal. Absolutely. The uh, they it has five knobs. It's like level gain, bass, and treble. But then it also has voice, and that kind of it's on a it's on a pot, but it sort of goes from one end, which is a little more sort of. I would say maybe like low mid focused and then to the right all the way is I would say a little more high mid kind of honky focused mm. and then you can blend your sort of taste in between that's sort of I would say the like separating 
uh, feature of the horse meat other than just one of the uglier names you can come up with. Uh, it's got germanium diodes, so you'll know that that's usually going to be something more like from clean boost up to like mid-gain. Germanium's never going to get you that like super crazy uh, boss metal zone distortion yeah, or anything like right. that. It sounded great in the and I listened to a few demos. It's you know if you're looking for an overdrive, it's pedal an analog pedal. One. It's an analog pedal. Yeah, okay. these are all analog devices okay. that they've created. Um, the second one, I just put up the number three. It's actually number two. All right, is called Wind Through the Trees. which is an interesting name and also an interesting pedal because it is a dual analog flanger. Oh, how did I not guess flanger? I don't, yeah, right? I mean, in their first three pedals. People still make those? And and not only do they, the thing that Paul Reed Smith said in all the stuff that I read is that basically he's got this crazy pedal collection. I've seen videos. Oh, really? He's got, dude's got everything. You name it, he's got it. That's cool. And these pedals that he created were only, he created, he only created them in order to get sounds that he couldn't get with the pedals that he had already. And so he didn't have a dual analog flanger where it's like two slightly differently voiced full flanger circuits. Mm-hmm. And this is a slightly larger pedal. It's the biggest of the bunch. Um, one foot switch, but it's got a bunch of knobs on there and it sort of has like two separate flangers and then you can blend it between them. And then there are some sort of master controls as well. Mm. Uh, it's got, um, they describe it. And I think it's kind of funny is two flangers fighting each other. Yeah. He, uh, it, it really, it's, it's, it's a it's a cool sound. You can't. I, I almost I almost sort of wanted to correct myself when I said you were over three with a flanger circuit. You can get chorusy sounds. Sure. So, but it is it. it is called a dual analog flanger. Right. It's not a chorus. It's not a, by design. But they also have the dry wet, which is one of my favorite things because mm. you can get the full crazy jet yep. engine swoosh, or you can just layer that shit underneath and do like the sort of like Waylon Jennings kind of yeah picking on a cowboy chord, but you still have a little motion going on underneath right, right. there. Uh, I, I think this that one might be my favorite of the bunch. Yeah, I'll just say, uh, based on the demos that I heard, only just because it is it is a pretty unique. Concept. And it's yeah, it's and not something you have in the arsenal. I don't. Yeah. I have a, I have a flanger, but not like that. And then last, but I would say not least, is the Mary cries. I I think you might sort of know what sound he's or what he's referencing with that. The wind cries Mary, uh, which is their compressor. It is an oh. easy to use two knob optical optical compressor, essentially trying to make the LA two A in a pedal form. Okay. Uh, it's it, in a lot of ways very sort of bog standard. I would say the most kind of like the least far reaching of the of these three pedals. But actually listening to it, I think they nailed it, man. Really? No, compressors can get it's way hard. too heavy handed or yep. you can't hear them enough. The demos that I was listening to, and again, com- compressor can be a bit more of a feel thing. So I I'll, I would wait to pass final judgment until I played it. But sure, from sure. what I watched, including both humbuckers and single coils. And the other thing I'll say is in general, I kind of prefer compressor pedals with single coil guitars anyway. Yes. Uh, it can get a little bit too much with humbuckers. With the hums, yeah. But um, the, the thing that I like about this one is it really does sound like an LA-2A, which is kind of a, a subtle, more subtle, warm kind of compressor sound but it does something that not all compressor pedals do where it has two leds one when it's on or off and then another one to, to show you when it's actually engaging the compressor circuit and oh, by wow. how much so you can sort of like you would with a, a view meter you can kind of visually gauge yeah. how much the, the pedal's working and i think that's just a neat design that all compressor pedals by law should have to have because yeah, I, like I want to look at of an led flash and if it's too much you just maybe put a little gaff tape over there yeah, what's the big deal? Uh, they're all true bypass. They all have all the things that you'd want with the standard nine volt, blah 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 okay. boss 
power and all that sort of stuff. And now is where I ask you to tell me some prices, three prices, three different prices, three, three, three different oh, prices. Yeah. So I'm going to blow it. For, I, I'm just going to tell you from like, there it go. It's just based on complexity, right? So sure. I'll, I'll let you take that for what it is, but um, yeah. give me, start with, start with the compressor. Man, what I wish you, I could see the, what do you think? the picture of it. Too. Yeah, they're they're well designed. Yeah. I will say uh, they they look nice. They certainly are going to be high combined components. They didn't just buy off the shelf, you know, right. Hammond boxes. Like they're using their yeah. own stuff, so it's like a custom sort of deal. And you know, the only experience I have with Parried Smith Electronics, I was actually looking at some of their tube amp options mm. used uh, when I was before I bought the Vox because um, they do have it a was lot recommended, of stuff. and I watched some demos and. Their their amps the two amps sound fucking great. Oh, they're great. They're a little more like it's the Archon and the I've played Super a few clean, of them. Yeah. So I was they're actually more they're, the stuff that I have most experience with is more high gain. Really? Yeah. They're I mean, I mean they they've made stuff for Mayer so like they can do the kind of dumbly sure, super sure. clean. But they're most most of the stuff that I've played and their most popular amps are usually a little bit more on like the higher gain yeah. side of things. So that being said, they're not crazy expensive as far as the amps goes mm-hmm. so i don't think the pedals are going to be like out of reach i think they're going to be you know i think for the uh for the od i think you're going to probably be no a, start with the compressor i'll start with the compressor yeah. um that'll be the simplest pedal man i would say i don't know 129 for that okay uh and then for the i guess then Go to overdrive, overdrive. Next, yeah yeah i'm gonna say see it's weird i don't know because like i don't feel like overdrive should cost that much but um yeah, I'd probably say like 150 for that, and then, and then for the last one for the flanger, I'm gonna say that's gonna be like 249. Like that's gonna be up there a little bit. <laughs> that was that was a wild set of circumstances that just happened. Why? So we'll start with the. Did I we'll mix, start. I've just mixed up all the different numbers. Yeah, you. So the with the um with the compressor, the Mary cries. You said 130. 120. Yeah, 130. Or 129. Whatever. Uh, it's actually 219. Okay. And then you said the horse meat. You said yeah. uh, 150. 150 or 149. It's 249. Oh, wow. And then you said the uh, wind through the trees flanger. You said 249. Yeah. It's 349. That's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So they they were just so they're a, they're like a, an, uh, an order of magnitude more expensive. Than yeah. I mean, probably. I guess I was just kind of, I'm trying to compare them to like, and I haven't heard them or yeah. seen what they look like, but I'm trying to think of like, so they're in the ballpark of like those, the ones that Fender just re- like released. Way more expensive than those. I thought those yeah, were the like Fender 200. ones are way more, are way more affordable side. They, and they have like a super cheap and, the, but that was the thing I really like about those Fender pedals is that yeah. they are super high quality, very well made, yeah. but they are I thought they were definitely like on the, in the mid, not like. There, they would have. Their prices would have been probably what you just described. Ah, yes. This is this is much more premium, and I'm yeah. and I'm and it's interesting for me to hear your. I'm I'm glad that you didn't have any idea about these or the price or anything. No. To see like what what, what market they would go for, because to me, yeah, they, I mean, of course, PRS they go for the blues dads. They have very expensive sure. guitars. They also have a very nice line of more affordable instruments. So yeah. I could have seen them going for that angle, but they definitely went they for went the premium with like the, uh, for sure. Like the SE models, and exactly. Like they yeah. no, they with these pedals, they definitely went. This this is like American made. I don't know if they are. They probably aren't American made, frankly. But they went with American made prices because they're definitely on the higher end side of things. I guess that they, makes sense. They, they're really nice the sounding from yeah. the things that I heard. Of course, I mean that's just kind of the way PRS, PRS doesn't make anything that sounds bad, in my opinion. It's just if it's your thing. And uh, I don't. Yeah, it, it was it was very interesting to me how expensive they were. That is so funny because they and you know I I have this like image of like Paul Reed Smith now as being this like squeaky clean like you know dad rocker mm-hmm. you know garage you know dad's rocking and uh but 
when I think back to like the '90s, they were like a lot of my favorite metal bands used. Oh, them. all the butt metal used. Yeah, it, dude. and Silverchair had like a huge collection of them. Right. So, oh like, yeah, Daniel Jones. Yeah, he only played PRSs like different colors. Three Eleven blew my mind. Three Eleven had them. Deftones. Fucking. I'm sure there were others. Yeah. No, the, it's Paul. I think that's just because Paul himself has such a public image. Yeah. And he's you know he looks like a blues dad whether or not yeah. he is anymore. You know he's I'm sure he was a freaking rocker and stuff yeah. just like everyone. But uh, because he now wears but collared shirts now, and has white and like, hair and even spectacles. Like just their branding like the logo you know it's just like a cursive like, that's true yeah stuff. the lettering like they just it comes off to me like this kind of clean not super affordable stuff so but i'm curious to see those actually those yeah models. i'm curious to get your take on the design too because like i said they do have that sort of flowy thing where yeah. they can like go next to each I other like that. Yeah. uh but you know it's a matter of taste so i want to know what davies go prs man go purse uh dude this is this is wild we got to talk about this is this is some future gear shit right we got here. some future gear we got some serious future gear right here and this is about something and, and which is ironic when you find out that this is actually a, a based on trying to accomplish an old sound and it was already done for a while but now it's being unleashed on the masses so i'll stop burying what we're actually going to talk about here there's this thing called have you ever heard of the pickup leslie mm, is it related to like the leslie speaker indeed okay so previously available only on custom Dymel Guitar Works guitars, which is a boutique builder since like the 90s and shit. It is an onboard effect system that leaves the sort of outward appearance of your guitar the same. Okay. While offering a built-in, what they they describe as a vintage tremolo circuit. Really? To your guitar, okay. Specifically, they're trying to get the sound that Hendrix got with you switching his like pickup selector mm-hmm. on uh, Voodoo Child. Okay, and this is a pickup though. It is not. Okay, it's we're gonna get into it, buddy. <laughs> when you listen to demos of it, it doesn't sound exactly like you would expect a normal. It it has versatility. It doesn't sound exactly like you would expect like a normal standard sort of like choppy tremolo to sound. It to me, it sounds a little bit more like a like a harmonic tremolo that you'd get on like an old like a vintage Fender amp. Yeah. Right. So what it actually is, and so uh, I'll just tell you, it's available. You can buy it for a bunch of different uh, Fenders and Gibbies, Jazzmaster, Jaguar, Strat, Tele, Les Paul, and there's like sort of different versions for them. And works with whatever pickups and hardware are already there. It replaces, depending on the guitar, uh, a couple of the uh, pots and uh, switch, and it they're like these proprietary this proprietary design with a little sort of like microchip computer board in there. And what you do is you ins- you replace depending again it's it's I'm not going to go through each one each guitar is different what you actually replace and sort of because of that like exactly what the options are and what happens is like say on a Les Paul you can get it where it'll like you'll replace your tone pots mm. and then through and instead of you'll get like a master tone when it's not engaged but when it is you'll be able to change the speed and sort of like, By, like um tone of the tremolo that's right. happening and what it actually is doing is like quickly switching back and forth your two pickups oh is that how it works yeah so it, uh Jeez. yeah so that's... there's there's no battery on board dude yeah but it's not it, active is what i was gonna no ask. it is oh so what you do is it has uh like it built into the circuit it comes with like it's a stereo output jack it comes with this little adapter and it's just like it's a quarter inch jack attached to like a battery adapter and you you charge it for 10 seconds 
and then the the circuit works for like eight hours after that. Hmm. So be, you know, before you like a, for the week or something, you just plug it into a nine volt battery for literally ten seconds, yeah. or like a nine volt adapter or whatever. Right, and, and then you're good. And to then go. you're good to go. So it just charges. So it. there's no like onboard battery. Oh, okay, so that's nice. Again, the features are all sort of different based on guitar, which guitar it is. But um, they all are largely the same fe- uh, feature. So you can, uh, there's a, all of them have an on off push pull pot that okay. engages or disengages it, as well as a speed pot to get the um, desired effect. Uh, the speed control can access a range from 0.4 hertz all the way up to 12 hertz. So pretty slow to pretty fast, but like not like crazy speeds. Yeah. On most models, except for the regular tele option, though there's like a deluxe tele version, uh, an additional push pull mono stereo switch which this is freaking cool, allows for dual amping and dual channel recording, meaning you send the signal goes to, you split the signal to two separate amps, yep. and then it does the oh, tremolo sick. to both amps. That's right. Really cool. That'd and be forth. fun just to stand in a room and hear that. Yep. And then some of them, uh, like Jaguar and Jazzmaster, they will actually, you can replace some of the switches up top too, and that'll give you like extra intensity controls and shit. Uh, there's a full intensity mode that they actually that does get closer to more like an auto stutter, like a really choppy, choppy trim. Uh, that's only on certain guitars as well. And also through the stereo mode. So there are, again, it's like not like one size fits all, but yep. you, they've basically adapted this technology. But they've done it for specific guitars. guitars so. That's right. So you buy it for your telly, for your right. Strat, for your Les Paul, whatever. And then you replace certain components, but depending on which guitar but it the, is. And then that's their idea is that you don't have to drill any holes or like do anything crazy. When you look at the guitar from you the outside, tell. you don't know what it is. That's and and when the, when the switch is off, when it's like pushed in, your guitar is just normal. Like you just have the normal yeah. functionality and I wonder if it, and whatever. And I wonder if it genuinely doesn't change like the tone. They address that and they said your tone by design because the the values of the pots are the same oh, okay. and you don't change like your capacitors and right. whatever. Uh, they say that it should remain unchanged. Of course, I'm sure you could probably. I feel like it'd be a cool thing. That. I feel like it'd be a cool thing to put in like a like a backup guitar or like a, a Squire or something like something mm-hmm. cheaper where I'm kind of like, oh, I'm only going to use this for like this one specific thing rather than like maybe put it in my vintage guitar maybe not a vintage guitar i think if you're if you're the sort of person that like plays live a lot and and relies on tremolo right as part of your sound you know maybe you, you definitely want to think about putting it in your main axe and i'm sure that there are some people oh that yeah do that um i know that um lee ronaldo from sonic youth has one in one of his jazz masters it's a 12 string jazz master okay this guitar has been or this technology has been they've been doing it since the 90s oh so so this is future gear but it's like is this it's they just now the company has existed and they've been putting putting them in the diamond guitar works guitar since the 90s but only in their guitars it's been like a tiny little thing now Now they've they have a new fancy website. They have specific models per guitar. That's cool. You, you can buy them and then install it yourself, obviously. All right. So seven iterations of the pickup are currently available, uh, but custom mods can be built to order. If you call them and you're like, hey, I've got whatever. This is what I have. Thing, yeah, they'll, right. they'll do it for they'll you. figure it out. Yeah. Um, what do you think of it as a technology? Are you, is it I like the idea yeah. as a technology. Here's, But here's where I'm coming from. If you're already using a lot of that effect in your playing, you probably are already using a pedal, whether it's your foot switch or yep, whether it's, sure. you know, uh, aftermarket pedal. So I don't know. I don't, I think it'd be fun to mess with, I guess is where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I would need it versus, you know, cause they, they have stereo trim pedals too, you know, they sure do. Like that. So I don't know. I, That's I, fair. Yeah. Uh, I like, I dude. I'm always into like people coming up with new fucking awesome things. Me That's too. what keeps this podcast going. But like, yeah, I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'd have to really see it. I'd have to really. I want you to listen to it because it does. 
it has a unique sound, and I and I would be curious, just like tonally, if you're even yeah. into it, because it it's it's more it's of like a Leslie, the Leslie thing. sound, yeah. right? We'll see. Now that's now now you're talking because there's probably only a few pedals that do a Leslie. A lot of people, a lot of pedals try to do a Leslie, right. and in fact, you can kind of cheaply cop a Leslie sound with like any chorus pedal, but yeah, no, the like rotary the actual speaker rotating thing speaker yeah. is it was very hard to nail. Yeah, my favorite is the ventilator. Uh, they actually I think stopped making it and they're fucking stupid expensive now. There are a few really good ones, but yeah, dude, I, I I'm more so than anything else. I'm actually curious to hear what you think of the sound of this pedal. Yeah, I, send I'd me like the demo when I get home. To, yeah, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm into. Give me it, man. a guess on the price. What do you think uh, it costs? So like, there's a range. So it's a kit. It's a kit. There's it's not a very big range right. in prices, but for those seven different guitars, just based on the components yeah. that come in them they i'll try to hit the yeah. hit the median price here i mean give me a, a, a low to high oh low to high hmm god i don't even know where to fucking start with that though okay i'll make it easier there, there's only a 20 dollar difference from oh. the cheapest to the most expensive okay cool um that makes sense so yeah i mean honestly i don't think it would be i don't think it should be that expensive i think 100 bucks tops to like 120 20 bucks you said or something 230 to 250 oh so they're up there they're up there i think part of it too maybe you're it's like with for instance like with the telly it includes like the knobs and like the actual plate it's that the it assembly is. it's just like the whole thing oh, is basically okay. like a drop in a assembly, drop in you know? assembly. okay that's so good. it isn't just i didn't like know if it was like just loose pots the pot. or whatever. Yeah, yeah the wire or those like if it's a les paul which doesn't have a mounting plate it comes mounted just like on a little wooden thing and then you just like just pop her pop in there it in. And, yeah. yeah that's cool i mean yeah. what, what do you think about it man i think i i I'm always hesitant to change anything on, especially old guitars. Yeah. My SG, I mean, I I have the the genital Hercules mod on that. With That'd the, be a pretty uh, the, cool. The two, well, I already have oh, push pulls in there, yeah. so like I I'm open to that kind of thing in general. I think it's neat that it's like this tiny little microprocessor that goes inside, and then you just recharge it for ten seconds. I love the that, technology. Like, that's pretty neat. I yeah. think that's cool. Uh, and that you know because of that, like if it ever were to die on you, it wouldn't be the end of the world. You just leave it disengaged and it's yeah it doesn't cut it's just still a normal guitar yeah i think yeah the deal breaker would be if to your point from before if it altered the tone that would be oh yeah because they say you know they say it doesn't but then people do freak out about pots and stuff like they sure do um yeah i I like it though but dude the the pickup leslie check it out i think it's i think it's interesting i kind of want one just to try it but i don't know what guitar i'd put it on as a problem maybe the jazz master if you're keeping it yeah i'm not let's be honest telly. the telly, telly would be i cool. i genuinely was considering it with the telly for well, sure and that's the other thing to consider is like what guitar would sound good with the leslie effect you know I yeah mean, would it be something with i do i do prefer humbuckers with me that too like a thing. thicker sound, a warmer right? sort of deal mm-hmm. so i don't know okay two more quick things here well one uh one is also a backwards future gear but we'll get we'll close with that this one i just think it's funny uh are you do you know who johnny a is mm. the guitarist uh, so I only no, ever knew who Johnny of... A was because for years he had a signature Gibson, and he's uh, who did he play with? he's played with Delaney and Bonnie, Derek and the Dominoes keyboardist. Okay, he's uh, and then in the '90s he was in Jay Giles band oh, okay. uh, band f- with frontman Peter Wolf, and then um, most recently was in the the Yardbirds for three years. So oh, he's wow. kind of been like this go to call session guy and then he like i said he had a signature gibson well now he has a signature fender oh. and uh that's really the only reason i'm mentioning it i think it's i can't think of too many other artists that have both signature gibby and, and fendi's that's a really fucking good point 
Uh, it's a select two two piece older body. It has the same off center seam like his original does. It's based on a sixty five that he plays. Um, Sorry, you said it's a strat. It's a strat. Okay, and uh, you know seven two five radius rosewood. Uh, the pickups are custom to his guitars, um, or you know they make them for it. It comes with that like sort of strat blender wiring with the tone saver bleed circuitry, all that kind of stuff. Again, not really that interesting about the the guitar itself. I just I thought it was interesting that I saw he now has both a well, signature strat and I don't know if you've ever seen his signature Gibson. No, what is that? It's kind honestly, it's sort of like. It's interesting. It's sort of like a shrunken down version of that Pat Smear Gibson that we were talking about. Yeah. Where it's sort of trini, but like a thinner body. Interesting. The interesting thing about that guitar is that it's fully hollow. And instead of just being like that, like a, like a normal 335 or whatever, where it's like a pressed laminate, mm-hmm. it's actually a solid piece of maple that they carve the top and then the, the back on the inside is flat. Oh, and so it's but it's got f holes still, and I guess supposedly that makes that more rigid top makes it uh, less prone to feedback. So okay. it has humbuckers you can play like louder and stuff with it, but it's still fully hollow. No shit, and it's like a very sort of yellowy burst is I feel typically like I the would color you like see. This I feel like you might have seen it. It's honestly not my favorite. It's kind of. Yeah, I, I I I like the much larger body version with the Pat Smear thing. This has been around for a long time, and it's I don't know. It's just the the, the dimensions wouldn't make sense for me. It just me. doesn't seem right. Yeah. But you you should check it out. I think you might yeah. you might think it's interesting. Um, but yeah, that is funny, man. A Fender and Gibson. Yeah, I yeah. don't think anyone. We also didn't get to the price. Uh, it's custom shop. I'll oh, just, I'll just tell you, it's fifty two to fifty four. Uh, oh shit. D- depending on the well, because when you said options. it was a signature model, I'm thinking of like the Johnny Mars only twenty five. Yeah, that... no. That's a signature. This, this is a custom shop. This is shop. custom shop. I mean, they probably don't make that many. Obviously, they're not that yeah. many Johnny A uh, diehards out there. But they're the um, I actually look, the Gibson Johnny A's that, that you do see now available for sale are also in the 5K range. So dude's got some expensive guitars out well, there. Well, I do wonder too, is it I wonder if he's like if his contract is up with Gibson and they're not making any more. Yeah, ones. right. That, I mean, that I would make the most well, sense. Right? If you look on the on Gibson.com, it does show as a discontinued model. I also feel like that guitar might have always been more of like a made to order. Although, you know what? Now that I think about it, I've seen it on Sweetwater and stuff. It was available from, you know, big vendors. So, yeah, I'm not sure what the deal is. But you're right. I bet that's exactly what it is. I bet it's Fender like swooping in. They're like, finally, we get our boy. Yeah. Hit him up. Do it. Last piece of gear here that we're going to talk about. And then I'm going to stop talking because I'm sick of talking. This just hot to the hot off the presses. I just saw this today. Teenage Engineering, we've talked about them a lot. I've got their little pocket operator thing over here. They've got that whole series of little mini drum machines and whatnot, little synthesizers. They've got the uh, the operator, the OP1, the like their famous yep. uh, portable synth do-it-all recording machine. That they whatever. made the, the new version of it. Right? They made the field version recently. Yeah. That's right, for much more money. They've now released another addition to, they're calling it an addition to the pocket operator line because it's the PO. This is the PO80 record factory and you might be thinking to yourself well hey hank what, what does that mean what does that have to do with why is a record need a factory well yeah. let me tell you this is pretty freaking cool it is uh, first of all it's a kit it comes disassembled and you and you purchase it and then you assemble it yourself okay. and when you're done assembling you have a vinyl record cutting lathe no way at home so it's very it's super simple by design. It only does seven inch records. So okay. I figured at, it wouldn't be full size. You know, I think yeah. let me see. I think I might have written down. You get it comes uh, five inch blank records with sleeves. Uh, four minutes of audio per side at thirty three RPM, or three minutes at forty five, which will obviously be yeah. slightly different um, overall qualities sure. of the recordings. Uh, let me be clear. 
by design, this is supposed to be very lo-fi. You're not going to buy this and then like take your band's Bob Ludwig mastered record and assume and then that it's cut it. Be... And, and it's, it's not going to sound like that. It's going to, it will sound, come off sounding lo-fi and sort of like intentionally huh. crummy. In fact, I believe it's mono only. Um, it just has a 3.5 audio jack. You plug it in and you start recording and it cuts to cuts it to the late to the vinyl record. on. There. Oh, okay. So, okay. So you, so wouldn't. you can do it live. Like you could theoretically just like plug a microphone in and sing into it. But really what you probably want to do is like record something, maybe drum loop or whatever. Or send like a mixer to it or something. And like then that. just, and then yes, yeah, send like a, your mix out to it and then cut That's it. Kind of fucking cool, man. It's super fucking cool, I mean, man. I was as you were talking about it. I was like, "Has anyone done like a portable record cutter maker?" Oh yeah, for sure. It's the thing is that cutting records, like to do it in a way that sounds even pretty good, is extraordinarily expensive and yeah, complicated. Right. That's so the, the people that do it take this path where it's like, "Okay, we're just going to intentionally lean into the lo-fi." The fact, like, the fact that it sounds like shit is a feature. Right. This. So they're not saying like, oh, this is going to be this crystal clear recording. Never. Don't don't expect that. The one thing that I thought was really cool and that and this is if you've ever cut a vinyl record, you know that like they can't handle certain bass frequencies. There's this mm. whole thing called the RIAA curve that you need to apply to make it sound right and all that sort of stuff. What they'll they have a website like on the Teenage Engineering website. I saw it. You can actually upload your file and then it'll like process it through oh, that like, nice. cutting curve to make it sort of better a better experience. Yeah. Not too bass heavy you know some all the bass frequencies so it kind of like changes kind of shit. in a way it does it masters it specifically for cutting that's, to that layer. i mean that's awesome because yeah. like i've never had vinyl printed but from what i understand you're supposed to have it mastered twice basically yeah once you, you master for digital and once for vinyl that's right right, right. yeah because you have to have the plate made and all sorts of weird sure. stuff. sure so this is again not gonna not that same type of experience but the same ideas are at play it also um it's also i like this it's all usb power so you can just like plug it into cool. whatever and it's you know it's not like proprietary power yeah, there's supplies not big or power supplies like yeah um, and then it's just it's that simple usb for power and then a 3.5 inch headphone jack for or 3.5 millimeter i should say for uh for, yeah. for the audio stereo dang man now knowing that it's build it yourself and i should add that it's already sold out i look it literally came oh, out today I'm and it's sure. already sold out but you can be notified i want to try one really bad. me too what do you think they're charging? Uh, see, here's the thing: you you got to put it together. How many pieces of like vinyl do they give you? Or I whatever? think it comes five, with. You said. No, they're five inch blanks. Oh, five I don't inch. know how many it comes with, but you're of course you're gonna want to buy more. Yeah, one thousand percent. But let's say it came with a few, a few just try. a handful. Yeah. Yeah, um, dude. I mean, under five hundred bucks. Five hundred. Give me a number. Five hundred. One forty nine. Oh, dude. Yeah, right. No wonder it's. I was gonna say if it was five hundred, I'd probably be like, eh. But now I really want one. I know. Well, I was utterly despondent when I learned about this. Was like, this is awesome. Went to the buy page, said sold out. But yeah, email to be notified. What's so funny too is people. You know, people are gonna be like, because like you said, it's it's kind of with the given thing that you know it's gonna kind of sound shitty. Mm -hmm. But there are gonna be people who are like, I'm gonna make this sound good. Like, I don't know yeah. how, but well, like, what I would think out. would be awesome. You like make some stuff, cut it to the record, mangle it up, sample it back, and then throw yeah. that into your recording. Yeah, like, and then you can have go full high five plus all the lo fi. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sweet. I know. That's what I would do. And then you, you could blend like the light, low and high five. And for a buck 49, I mean, come on. Oh, dude. Yeah. So, okay check it out i want one it's called the po80 record factory made by teenage engineering 
and I freaking want one, and I'm so sad that I couldn't buy one immediately today. Because a buck forty nine, I mean, that's like a that's a moderate, that's a cheaper than a PRS pedal. Yeah. Did you get like an email about this? I've never. I, even I don't seen know how I find this. things on the things, but it was just announced. You know, I get press. Right. I, I don't think it was a press release. I'm not sure how it I saw it. Like it might have just been. Deal. It might have just been like a. And I, you know what? If oh, I don't have it on here, it might have been. I feel like it wasn't even like a gear blog that I saw it on. I think it was like a tech blog. Yeah, that I saw this. So. Oh, that makes say? that makes more sense, dude. I I absolutely. We could do a podcast that. The limited edition four slip. minute episode yeah you buy it for whatever you want to pay for it there you go we'll send it out and it'll sound like poopoos <laughs> <laughs> we'll record it live from yeah. handsome johnny studio can't listen to it in your car definitely uh, unless you've got a portable turntable in your yeah. record man yeah i was trying to think of um because i i thought i've seen something where companies were like we're we're gonna create like the portable record cutter yeah, we've talked about it before. I think on we here. have. It's, yeah. it's like hasn't really come to fruition. But I, I think the point is that like, or the problem is that yeah, you, you can't really take like a, a yeah. high def version of it. You have Otherwise, to go the lo-fi. A, that'd be a gold mine because people would. would be going crazy using that, especially these these freaking days. Yeah, man. Because I mean, you guys did vinyl, and that was a long oh, yeah. time ago. But it was expensive, buddy. I know it's not cheap, man. No, and I still have some boxes. So if anybody <laughs> out there wants some of my old Volcanoes Make Islands vinyl, hit me up. I've it, got one. They're all multicolored, and they know, are get, cool, man. Crazy looking. Yeah. Uh, well, that's dude. We made it through so much stuff. There is there is some stuff that is, just keeps getting pushed down yeah. the bottom. We'll get to it eventually, right. but that's a lot a lot of episode for today. That was friend. a fun one. That man. was a fun one. I, I always have fun ones. With I you, always though. enjoy it. Well, friends, if you made it this far, we love you. We love each other, and we love doing this. Love but you. Uh, why don't you go make some music? <laughs>